What's up, peeps? I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And we're the Pink Gold Peeps, a podcast about two twenty-somethings talking all things Nintendo and video games. All of them. And tonight, we're coming to you from a new location. We're in Daddy's house. Yeah, so uh, usually record at my place, but we are uh, we have a little bit of a bump in the schedule. So me and Matt are recording later and at his parents' house. It is 11.05 p.m. currently. I am very tired, and I have work tomorrow morning. It is a late-night recording session. Someone doesn't have to work tomorrow, though, so it's not really as bad for him, Listen, is it? Listen, I'm sorry, okay? You know what? I My... still feel bad. You I'm should, sorry. all right? Yeah, we didn't start until 11.05. I thought it's... we were going to start earlier. As did I. But you know what? We'll have to manage. Listen, listen. For the good of the people, I need to do this podcast. For you, the, the people. people. Anyway, uh, anything else going on in... Uh, uh... I mean... Not really. I went to Warp Tour last weekend. That was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Well, that's cool. It was it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Um, I got into an argument um with uh the wonderful world of GameStop's online services. Oh my god. I'm gonna talk about this for about three minutes. Maybe no. Give me like thirty seconds. Go okay? for it. Thirty seconds. Listen. I put my stuff in in. January, I pre-ordered the Pearl and Marine Amiibo, and I pre-ordered the Octopath Traveler Special Edition online with my credit card. A week before they came out, they said, hey, your credit card information isn't working. So I called them, I fixed it, everything was resolved. Saturday morning, they emailed me saying, both my orders got canceled. I was so annoyed. Listen. Thankfully, Pearl and Marine Amiibo were still in stock everywhere, and a Best Buy nearby our house had one left in stock, and I did a pickup order. So I have them both, but I am very... Very frustrated. And, like, I know that GameStop is, like, a pretty awful service. But, like, now, after this, I'm like, okay, really? If I could buy something at Best Buy, I'd rather buy it from Best Buy. You know one of our friends wants to work at GameStop? Really? Yeah. <sighs> He's, like, putting in an application. I'm like, you know, that's a, it's a really bad place to work. Yeah. It's like, it's like the problem is, you know, where else are you going to go? Like, that's the problem, you know? Yeah. Is, I mean, sure, you can go to Walmart or Target, but, like, it's not the same. You know it's not, which is a bummer, because now I'm like, I don't know what to do. Because, yeah. But, anyway. anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? All right. Well, it came out. Uh, we're filming this on the 18th, right? Today's yes. The 18th? Uh, filming July 18th. on the 18th. Octopath came out Friday. last Friday, and I have already put about 10 hours into the game. Perfect. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. I still have the usual problems that I have with turn-based JRPGs, which we can get into when we do a full in-depth analysis. Mike's only played about an hour of the game, so we're not going to go really into it this week. I'm we'll sorry, okay? It. No, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> but we will go into it when we're both much farther into the game. Yes. But I am really, really enjoying it. And, you know, Mike, is there is there even a good JRPG on the Switch yet? Like, I can't think of a single one, honestly. At all. Can you? Can you? I mean, like... Xenoblade was such a good game on the Wii, but I just, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> you know, Matt, I'm going to share something with you. You know, I'm jumping ahead, so I've been playing a lot of Captain Toad, and I'm really enjoying it, but I'm going to be honest with you, part of the reason I haven't played Octopath Traveler is because if I knew that if I didn't play it, I wouldn't be yelling about it all the time, <laughs> and you'd actually play it out of spite. What? I'm not out of spite. I'm just really enjoying myself. I know, but if I was saying I'm playing Octopath Traveler, I'm 20 hours in. Where are you? you Got to tell me about what you're doing. You would be like, oh, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> so now I'm giving you like a 20 hour head start. Okay. And then when I overtake you, you'll be too invested to just drop it. Right. That's uh -huh. my plan. Okay. That's the plan. Yeah. All right. If that's if that's the way your head cannon works. Yep. Um. Anything else you've been playing though? 
Mm, not really. I mean, like Octopath basically consumed me as soon as I got it. Awesome. It's it's just there are layers of strategy in it that the last time I played a turn-based game that made me think as much as this one does would probably be Child of Light. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the system because the system here is really cool. This but I want to cool. uh, l- let's let's hold off that. I think maybe next week or the week after we're gonna do a full full review for yeah. you guys on how far we are and how we're enjoying the game. But yeah, keep uh, keep uh, exactly. keep your ears peeled for Octopath. One other thing I've been playing. So last week we talked about Sushi Striker for a really long time. Yes, we did. So I found out Matt was like frustrated. I was like, I don't know what Matt's problem is. I realized I was not in the last level. I was in the last level before the actual last world. Oh really? Yeah. Some of your points make a lot more sense now. I'll tell you that much because I was like, a whole nother world. Oh no. I it's just listen I, like listen. Can't with that I game. I beat it. But again, everything. Listen to last week's episode. Just some of my optimistic points about the last world are less true. Some of those things were still true. They still had some cool things with some of the sushi sprites that only one character like, has. But okay, it wasn't as good. I don't want to string on this because we talked so long about it last week, yes. and we have a lot to talk about this week. But I was thinking, I was like, you know, we were talking about how they added new things, but you're you're doing the same thing. And I brought this point up last week. Yes. And it's like, why can't you do a, like why can't you also have a cannon? And you guys have to race to fill up your cannon. Yeah. Like, like, why can't you throw in new things to do in the gameplay? Because there's never anything. You yeah, can it's do. messing with the way you have to play the game, but you're still playing the you're, game you're the same way. You're still playing way. the game the way you'd play the game. Yeah. But uh, anyway, let's, I'm going to move on for that. The anyway, other thing yeah. I want to talk about is just, we talked about the game not being worth $50. But you know what definitely is worth $40? Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Such a good game. Like, as much as I'm, like, making jokes about, like, I'm not playing Octopath because I want Matt to play... I honestly have just been infatuated with this game. It's so cute and simple. And, like, I know it was made for the Wii U gamepad because there's a lot of, like, touch controls and stuff like that. But the Switch is totally where it should have always been. Have you tried to use the touch controls? I only use touch controls. Oh, you? Yeah. Here's the thing. If if it's not in docked mode, I don't know how to do it. I think it's, like, the the up, down, left, right D-pad is what you use to, like, get a cursor on the screen and move it around. But... In handheld mode, it's so easy to just tap the screen. And because it's, like, one-off taps from time to time, outside the little spinnies, I'm not too keen on the spinnies to move things around. The touchscreens are so simple, they're not like I'm using... It's not like a third button You know, you know what they set. need to do? They need to just give out a stylus. Yeah. Like something. I'd be they, okay with they that. They should have just packaged the stylus into Captain Toad. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun. And even playing on the train, like I usually do, it, the, the touchscreen controls aren't super complex that... It's, it's easy to do. Plus, for people who have played the game already, uh, the Mario Odyssey levels, um, I've only played the first one, which is Toasterina. And the level's really well detailed. It has music from Toast. I think it has music from Toasterina. It's it's well done, but I'm excited to see but the other three of them. Is it It's not a reason... Fun? Is it long? Here's what I heard. What I heard, and I heard this from multiple different sources, is that the Mario 3D World levels that were in the Wii U part, worst part of the game. They took them out, and they replaced them with the new worst part of the game. Not that they look bad. They're very detailed, and they're very charming. They're very fitting of Odyssey, but they're bad levels. I wouldn't call them bad levels. I wouldn't say that they're, like, super complex or difficult. But what they represent as saying, like, here's an entire Mario uh, Odyssey world in Captain Toad size, in that respect, like, paying homage to those levels, very cool. I really like it. And I've only played the one level so far, but I am impressed. I'm not saying that they're the best levels. They're definitely not. But they're cute, and they, that, like I said, it's not a reason to play 
the game if you've already played it. But they're cool. The other thing I want to bring up, though, is that uh, there was a functionality with a Toad amiibo that was only available if you had the amiibo in the Wii U version, and that is in just the game flat, which is um, in every level there is a 8-bit pixel Toad somewhere on a wall or on a floor. So, so you don't need the amiibo for that anymore? Nope. It's just it's just in the game, so it's been fun because it's one extra thing to do. You know, like in the game, it's you know, one extra reason why you don't need to buy amiibo. You can get over yourself, Matt. Matt, listen, I got those Odyssey levels because I had amiibo. Yeah, no. All right, but yeah, I'm I'm there. There's like the game's broken out into three sections and a bonus area, which is the Odyssey levels, a couple other levels too, um, and I've beaten the first two. So the game's not super long. But I am really, really enjoying what I'm playing. And yeah. for $40, I think it's I mean, my, my thing is, like, I have 100% completed this game on the Wii U. And I was sitting here, and I was like, all I have to do is unplug that HDMI cable and plug in another HDMI cable, and I can play Kevin Toad again. Yeah, and so, for like, you... So, like, do I really need to pay $40 right now to buy no, Kevin Toad? I don't. I don't think it's worth it for someone like you to buy it Exactly. Again. I wouldn't either. But I've for people who haven't experienced it... And even people like me who I, I would, you know, I'm like a, I'm like a menu turn-based RPG lover who's like really into these complex games. I love Captain Toad, okay? It's great. I love Captain Toad so much that I have Sonic Mania Plus sitting on my desk right now, and I have not even put it in my Switch. You know, my friend said um, on Sonic Mania that they fixed the Metal Sonic boss fight, and it's just, it's a totally different boss fight, and it's good now. Yeah, they changed a bunch of bosses. Yeah. It's, it, I haven't played too much, so I'm trying to stay away from spoilers. But I know they changed a bunch of bosses, and I'm excited to see what they did. Uh, so that's cool. Anyway, but that's kind of what we've been playing. Uh, next up, we want to talk about some indie spotlights. So let me uh, let me hit up a couple, because I know you have a couple things you yeah, want to talk about. So the first one is, uh, we did get a confirmation. We kind of already knew this, but Hyperlight Drifter will be coming to the Switch before the end of the summer. So if, that's a big really fun game. indie PC game. I would check it out. I mean, looking at the aesthetic, I mean, Hyperlight Drifter is in a bunch of these, like, you know, indie... Well, uh, indie clash games you know like he was in runbow he was in brawl out you know these kinds he's of games one of those those like famous um indie games yeah he's not say. he's not shovel knight but he's close well he's he's like shovel knight is the s tier okay he's yeah the, he's a, he's, he's in the a tier of his own of of indie characters and then he's uh he's the next level down yeah he's He's, Excuse me. He's in the Ubers. He he's still really good, but he is nowhere compared to Shovel Knight in terms of how much stuff he's in. Exactly. Um. So that's really cool. Um. Also, you know, just I've, I've been talking a lot about Hollow Knight. Uh. We got a release date for oh, yep. the final DLC pack. Uh. Like all the other DLC packs, it's free and it's coming to Switch. It's called Gods and Glory. The big thing they're pushing on this is that there's going to be a in-game justification for a boss rush mode, which is really cool because I. Some of the bosses in Hollow Knight have been some of the coolest things that you get to experience through the game. So having one kind of place to play them all over again will be really cool. Uh, and that's coming out uh, August 23rd? I think I said that right. Did I say yes, that Yes, right? you said it. Okay, August 23rd. Well, you said it now, even if you didn't. And it's free. Very important that it's free. Free! And the last thing I want to talk about is that we got a, uh, a physical release date for the Banner Saga Trilogy. Yes, Which is yes, coming yes, out yes. September 22nd. I'm really excited about this because I wanted to buy these games, but I was like, I don't want to... If they're going to do a trilogy of physical copies, it's going to come out, and I'm going to be really bummed if I don't buy that. So this is good because it kind of puts it off my list of games I need to buy when I finish the games I have. And now it's a future release that I need to buy at some point. But I will say this. They showed the cover, and it has that awful white strip across the top yeah. that says you need to download stuff to get it I don't like the in. fact that the strip is there. I, yeah, I was going to talk about that. That was one of my things. 
is that um you need an SD card. Yeah. Because of the amount that you'll have to download off the internet, which I think is weird. This like a cartridge can't fit these three games. No, it's not that the cartridge can't fit it. It's that the the cartridge that they'd have to use to fit it is more expensive. Listen, if you have an SD card, this isn't going to be a problem for you. But yeah. for some people, it may be a deal breaker. But those people can't just go buy it in a different way because it's a digital game. You have to buy it digitally. So no matter what, no matter how you buy it, there's going to be save data on an SD card on your Switch for this game. Exactly. Which isn't great, but it's fine. No, it, like it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm sure you have the space on your SD card. Exactly. But Matt, what do you have to say though? All right. So my first order of business, as far as indies go, is that um, Fall of Light Darkest Edition has been announced to be coming to the Switch. What is that? It is like a top-down. It's I don't want to say it's a roguelike, but it's it's one of those. You know Diablo. Yeah. It it looks like that. It's a Diablo game. Yeah, it's a Diablo game. Okay. Uh, looks cool. Apparently, it's got a, a pretty in-depth story, but looks neat. Sweet. Then one of my my favorite kinds of games is coming out. It's a cooperative dungeon crawler. Oh yeah, you told me about this one. It's called No Reload Heroes, where you and three friends go into a randomly generated dungeon with guns of all kinds of powers. It's like um, you played uh, what's the game called? It's like Enter the Gungeon, or sort of. I was gonna say Resogun on the PlayStation Four. I don't know what that is. But it's a um, it's a side-scroller shooter where you get all different types of weapons and it scatters. Anyway, there's a bunch of different kinds of weapons is what I'm trying to say. Cool. And you just mix and match and you play with your friends and you go through this dungeon. It looks like so much hectic fun. And that's my favorite kind of fun. And that's pure co-op? It's not like crawl where it's no, like it's kind like of crawl, co-op? No, it's not like crawl. totally co-op. There's four okay, of cool. going through the dungeon. And it looks like a whole heckle blockle lot of fun. I'm going to ignore that comment. Heckle blockle. Still anyway, ignoring it. What else you got? Uh, that is all for my indie news. All right, cool. So let's move on to quick news. All uh, right. Here's a, here's a big one that I want to talk about. Uh, two, right. g- two games that we actually have already talked about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Octopath Traveler is selling gangbusters. I, I know you saw this, but if you go on right now, apparently the game as a physical copy is sold out in Japan. In the country of Japan, you cannot find a physical copy of Octopath Traveler. In addition... Amazon is on a one to two month back order for physical copies of the game, which is really exciting to me because the people, the director of this game had said, you know, if you like this kind of game and you want to see this and you want to support this game, please buy our product. We're very proud of what we made. And to see this kind of huge support for this game means that I'm really hoping that Square Enix goes back to their roots and doing these mid tier JRPGs with turn-based elements. Like if this is like, Coming back, like Square Enix getting back into the thing that made them Square Enix, I'll be really happy. I mean, I, I'm just so excited about that. Plus, I because I got the special edition, I'm much more happy about this. Right. Because if uh-huh. I missed out on the special edition and I couldn't find a physical copy of the game, ooh, I'd be angry. Well, I mean, you can still find physical copies of the game around here. Here you can, but I, I'd be like, nervous. It was funny because I read this and I was like, wow. And then I walked into Walmart to buy the game, and there were literally like 12 copies of the game just right there. Yeah, he told me like, this, wow. and I was like, uh, all right, well, we're not Japan. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and Captain Toad. Yeah, Captain Toad in Japan is, is really low stock. It's very hard to find a physical copy of this game. And this is good to me because it... Captain Toad's clearly one of those games that should have gotten a lot of love, but didn't just because of the system it was on, not because it was a bad game. So this is good. 
A couple other things I want to bring up. There's an update coming for Mario Tennis Aces, and for those yep. top-tier players, we're getting that hardcore nerf for Bowser Jr. Because apparently he Sucks is so... you! He's so broken. Like, everybody uses Bowser yeah, Jr. Have you played Bowser yeah, Jr.? No, I haven't played as him, but I played against a bunch of them. I feel dirty when I do it. Yeah, like, I play Waluigi, and he's not nearly as good as Bowser Jr. I played a couple rounds online as Bowser Jr. when my connection actually works, and I was like, wow, this, this is not nice. Because <laughs> you just zip around! yeah. Uh, another thing, I, we talked about this a while ago, uh, the Tyco drum controller, remember that for the Tyco yep. drum game? In the EU, there were, um, three trademarks filed by, uh, Bandai Namco, Drum and Fun, Drum Master, and Drum Session, all of these in reference to this game, likely, so we're gonna at least get a European release, which means nice, an English nice. version release, which means I'm gonna have to buy one of these stupid drums, and I'm gonna be so happy about it. And the last thing I want to... Oh, I'm sorry. Two more things I want to talk about. Go for it. Uh, June 2019. Hot Wheels is making Mario Kart cars. Did you see this? What? Yeah, hold on. I have pictures. Hold on. They're they're coming out in 2019, and I think they're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Oh, sick! So, they look really cute. There's, they're like, not just traditional cars. Like, Mario is in the Mario Kart, but, like, Bowser's in that big purple, like, convertible he has. He's in the one that he has in Super Mario 3D World. Yeah. And, and Toad's in his little shoe. That's so cute. And apparently they're going to be making, like, little Whoa, Hot Wheels wait, let me tracks, Rosalina. too. Go back, go back, go back. Rosalina's just in a regular cart. Yeah, but it's still Rosalina, man. Whatever. Wow, that sounded really creepy. It wasn't supposed to be creepy. Well, you did it. It's on, it's on the podcast <laughs> That's now. That's not what Sorry. it meant. Yep. I didn't mean yep. that at all in that way. Anyway, uh, they're going to be $5 each, they said. And they're going to have some tracks based on Mario Kart levels, too. So hopefully we get some cool Rainbow Roads. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about is we got some Sega Ages you, info. Wait, wait can you what? imagine you and me just, like, sitting right over there in my basement building a little Hot Wheel... Yes. Hot Wheel track? Yes, <laughs> yes so can Being I. an adult is having disposable income to do whatever with you want, including, but not limited to, buying Hot Wheels tracks for Mario Kart. Correct. Um, but the last thing I want to talk about, Sega Ages... Sega Ages gave us some info, so there's only two games coming to the Switch in the start, but one of them is Sonic 1... And they're averaging about $9, which I'm not paying $9 for Sonic 1 because I actually don't think Sonic 1 is very good. But $9 for Sonic 2 and 3 and Knuckles, I would pay for. Um, I don't know if this is going to be the the standard going forward, but this is the first information we have for actual pricing. So keep this in mind when you're thinking about your digital retro purchases from Sega. Sega. Yep. That's all I got, though, Matt. What do you have? That's it? All right. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, GoFest happened. Oh, yeah. Pokemon GoFest happened this past weekend. And first of all, we we smashed the challenges. Oh, yeah, we did. Zapdos we, is we incoming. We beat them literally before the first day ended. Yep. Z- I'm, I really hope... I'm going down to the beach this weekend, so I won't be here for Zapdos Day. And I really hope on the boardwalk I can just find someone yeah. who's doing a Zapdos raid. I'm going back to where we got all those Articuno raids Good, on should. Saturday. And I'm going to try to see if um, I can get a couple Zapdos. Red Ice goes away... On third, by the time you listen to this, Regice will be gone, and Reggie Rock will probably be there. Yeah, they haven't um, stated as of now whether or not it's Reggie Rock or Reggie Steel, but I'm—I have to imagine it'll be Reggie Rock. Yeah, me too. Um, so that's a bummer because I haven't gotten one. I tried really hard today to get one for like a solid two hours, and I was late to my own house. I told my friends to just walk in, but couldn't find one, or I couldn't find a group to raid with. So that was a bummer. Yeah. But actually, last time we talked about it, I was zero for two on Regice raids that I completed but didn't catch Regice. Um, as of now, I am three for five. So actually, I have some Regices for my good friend Matt, 
because I need some Rayquazas in my life. I have some Rayquazas. So we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. Um, but anyway, just to recap, uh, go fast really quickly. Yes. Celebi was released for people who were there, so Celebi will be ours in a month maximum, I bet. Yeah. But although I say that. And I was also wrong about every other prediction I made about GoFest, which kind of bums me out. I said that I was like 100% certain willing to eat a flip-flop and chew that the Gen 4 Pokemon would start spawning from GoFest. And they didn't, but we did get a picture. We got a two-year anniversary picture of Pokemon Go with... um, With the starters from Gen 4. Yeah, with Turtwig, uh, Chimchar, and Piplup. Yes. So, we know they're coming. We know Niantic has them. Here's what I like to imagine with Niantic, is that somewhere in Niantic HQ, the way they do it is they load all the Pokemon into it before they start spawning. So then they're just ready to go. So I bet Niantic somewhere has this big red button that just, when they press it, they release the Pokemon. This so is hashtag just, free They're Gen hovering 4. over that button. Yeah, exactly. It says free Gen 4. They're like, ooh, gonna yep. push that button. That's the name of my Gligar, because I have a really good Gligar, and his name is hashtag free Gen 4. <laughs> <laughs> I want my Gliscor. Exactly, but yeah, so that was um, GoFest, and we also didn't get any PvP, which I was pretty confident was going to happen. But, yeah. oh well, I'll, I'll shake it off. More Pokemon news, um, just a little thing, is that it was said um, that Pokemon 2019 will, quote-unquote, have the same kind of feeling as the previous games on handheld systems. Yeah. In that same interview, did you also see that he uh, they had said, is Pokemon Let's Go going to be able to trade those Pokemon to other games? And he had said that um, that had not being able to do that had had sore feelings in the past, so they were looking into it. Right. So hopefully uh, we can do something with those hopefully, Let's Go Pokemon. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see though, because I wouldn't be surprised if it's a no. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, hey, you can't bring them into this game, but there's going to be a Let's Go Johto, right, exactly. and that's where you can bring them. Yeah, in. could you imagine that you've just got two like Pokemon franchises running at once? I, I wouldn't be surprised like, if it was I wouldn't like, be surprised Pokemon either. and Pokemon Light. Like, you know, why not? I, yeah, I mean, th- there's no reason why they should. Listen, that would bu- make us buy four games a generation instead of two. Like, Wait, do you already do you buy both Sun and Moon? No, I don't. But there are people who do buy both versions of Pokemon. And, um, you know, those people might be tempted to buy four versions of Pokemon per generation as opposed to two versions of Pokemon per generation. I'm saying this because my roommate is here and he is one of those people. Would you like to make a comment? I will buy everything Pokemon easily. Yep. Say it a little louder. I will buy almost everything Pokemon. Like, it does not matter. I have a Pokemon <laughs> tattoo, so I'm legally obligated by Nintendo to <laughs> buy anything Pokemon related? He ain't wrong. <laughs> this is what uh, Target Markets sound like. Right here. Right yeah, here. Right there. All right. right there. Anyway. Anyway. After that short little outburst. So, um, fear not those who are still freaking out about it. Um, Ubisoft has confirmed that Steep is still in development for the Switch. Woo! Which has been said since the January the Switch had that big blowout. Hanging out with War. I don't care. I got it for $14 in PlayStation 4 at a closing Toys R Us. Nice. Um, there are some sexy... Octopath Traveler box art covers. Yeah, I saw these through my Nintendo. Uh, basically, what they are is it's just each character's art. Yeah. So in the inside of the game, you know, there's eight pictures. It's those pictures blown up for one size. And here's my. It's like my thing is that I love all the characters so much. I don't just. I, I want more than one of them on my cover. I don't want just one of them because I love them. Yeah. All. It's really funny. Nintendo actually tweeted about this, and they're like, "And if you need more boxes, we sell Switch boxes too." And I'm like, "You." 
cheeky yeah, right? little like, no like, i can't i can't buy eight boxes for one cartridge i can't buy eight boxes in addition to the hundred dollar special edition i already <laughs> bought for this game um the first screen of yokai watch on p on ps4 excuse me. <laughs> on switch i was gonna say yokai watch 4 on nintendo switch was shown off and it looks very persona-y yeah i saw i mean that. like like not i don't mean that in a weird way it's just like it look it looks good I don't care about yokai, but it does look good. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see how yokai does. I know I, it's popular, but I'm just you know. I, we're not the we're not the we're not the target audience. You know, uh, yeah. This is this is Pokemon Light. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um. All right, Kirby news. Um, Kirby, 64 levels will be updated, adjusted, and be put into Star Allies for that next update. This excites me. I mean, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, 64 is one of my favorite Kirby games. It's, it's my second favorite Kirby game. Yeah. So, even to see these levels again, despite none of them being super crazy, like, none of these levels were super complex, but it'll be cool to see these And they're again. gonna be updated, so they might be yeah. different. And and Kirby 64's, like, main gimmick was the whole combining powers, right. which we have in this game, so I'm sure sort there'll of. be some... Kind of. Yeah, a lot, I mean... Listen, like, you know, there are a couple things where, like, Electric Cutter needed to be the power to get the Crystal Shard, so they can put that in here right. as, like, Cutter or Sword with Electric. Exactly. Things like that. Um, so that is super cool to me. I'm very excited to see what they do with that. I'm excited to see how they update it so it can fit four people. Yeah. Um, and also, we got DeRoach gameplay. Yeah, so, his moves are really cool. They're cool. And I'm again, the thing that I was talking about weeks ago, I'm glad they're different. You know? Yeah, it's not just another character. Exactly. That's just this person, but better. So, Adel- Adelaide's stuff had a little bit too. Not as much as DeRoach, but it right. looks cool. Um, We've seen gameplay of all three of them now, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, we so. saw Mirror Knight. Yeah, because Mirror Knight's the other character. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Um, next up is um, Comic-Con 2018. Sonic will have a panel, and there will be some surprise announcements in that panel. Matt got me very angry this morning because <laughs> he kept telling me how it would be great if Shadow the Hedgehog was in Sonic Mania, and I just went on in vivid and, and all-capitalized angry detail about why that would not be the case. Because Matt God. really likes to mess with me. I, I know, but, like, it would be so cute. Like, have I shown you that picture of um of Shadow Reimagined in classic form? No. I'll show it to you after this. I don't want to see it. It's just this, like, tiny little grumpy shadow. It's just like, mm. it's just so cute. But, anyway, there are some surprises, so hopefully it's a good game. As a surprise. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Actually, I want, I want to bring up something that's really funny. Um, so in Sonic Mania Plus, inside the cartridge, uh, a cartridge box, you open it up and there's a there's a thing advertising the new merch they got for Sonic Mania Plus on the Sega store. And it gives you a code that gives you 15% off one item's purchase. But it was really funny because on the back it has, it has the most unfortunate advertisement for Sonic Forces. You're just like, yeah, remember Sonic Forces? Remember how people like were somewhat excited because, because Sonic Mania made people think we could make a good Sonic game again. Wasn't that a nice time? <laughs> and that was kind of it. Lol. <laughs> well, um. All right. So director Jordan Vogue Roberts, bless you, discussed how he would make a Metroid movie, and he was like, "I've got this great vision in my head, but I know no one would ever let me do it." And his vision is there would only be one actor in the whole movie, which would be the person playing Samus. 
I mean, that's appropriate. Right. And he's just like, it would just be her talking to herself and trying to figure this out and freaking out in herself. And a horror movie. A sci-fi horror movie. And the way he described it sounded really cool to me, but we're never, we're never going to get something like that, you know? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm thinking, like, cast away in space and you're fighting things. Yeah. And it's a horror. I, so I nothing like Castaway. <laughs> but it's cool because it would have to be like a weird horror because, you know, Samus isn't someone who's terrified. Right, but, exactly. like, she has so much power, you but then it's so terrifying you being need where she the is. audience to be terrified, but not Samus. Yeah. Which would be, that would be, if someone could pull that off, I would. I would oh, I'd love it. I love, love Samus. Love to see that movie. Um, Dark Horse has announced a um, brand new Breath of the Wild um, art book collection thing called Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Creating a Champion. And is it up for pre-order yet? I believe it is, yes. I believe it is, too. It has a whole bunch of stuff. It's got a picture of Link. It's got the picture that you take at the end of the second DLC. It's got a cute little notebook thing, it looks like. It's got the art book. And you get a spirit orb. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm, I like, I need it just for the spirit orb. <laughs> like, that's so cool. But you need four of them. Yeah, I know. Like, you, you don't have to buy four. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what have you done? Yeah. Um, South Park Sick... St- sick. South Park Stick of Truth is coming digitally to Nintendo Switch. <laughs> um, actually, Let's... don't go... <laughs> I hear it's an incredible game. Um, okay, here's what I will say. If you like Paper Mario and you're a fan of South Park, you will love this game. However, if you look at the absolute garbage fire that was the last game that they... The South Park game that they ported to the Switch... It was awful. Not The game itself isn't bad. No, but the, the port. port was terrible. So, like, as much as I'm excited, like, oh, the Stick of Truth is coming, and, like, if I was more into South Park, I would have bought it, I'm really not interested in this game because, like, they need to prove to me before I even buy it right. that they know how to port their game. Because well, did they fix that in updates? I know? don't know. Last I heard, there were points in the game that if you did certain actions in a certain order, you couldn't get... You, your, your file was done. Like, you could not get past the thing. Lol. Yeah, so it's like, I, I, I don't know. Listen, if you're going to port your game to the Switch, you got to make sure it works, and you got to make sure that if it doesn't work, you fix it immediately. Because there are still people on Reddit who will say, hey, is the sexy brutal on Switch fixed? No, it's not. They kept trying, it still doesn't work, and it goes on sale all the time, but it's a really good game that was a hack job on the Switch, and it's really disappointing to me. Yeah, um... I remember when they ported Kingdom Hearts, the whole collection of all the games, to the PlayStation 4. Yeah. Or, yeah, PlayStation 4. They put it up to 60 frames per second. And the way some of the boss fights work is that they're so crazy and so difficult that when you put it into 60 frames per second, you don't have enough time to react to some of the attacks that the the bosses do when the game first came out so like certain parts on the hardest difficulty were literally unbeatable because you couldn't react yeah because square enix didn't play test it enough so they had to go back in and they fixed it yeah it was like wow that's like that's ridiculous to me it is that that people would do that but anyway um speaking of square enix sorry do you have no no no, I, i have something unrelated all right um square enix was on the topic of dragon quest 11 it's still quite a ways off for Nintendo Switch. Boo. At this point, no one's going to care. I mean, I like it. It's still on the, it's on the PS4, though, isn't it? it? It It's coming to the PS4 in September. Um, I believe it's coming to Xbox One. And you have two PS4s in your apartment, so you might as well just get it there. No! I refuse. Because no. that's, like, that's the kind of game I would never play at home. It's a Dragon Quest game, and the worst part is it is ported to the 3DS. Why would you never play it at home? Because that's not the kind of game I'd play when I get home. 
That's a, why I would... a, a big RPG. Yeah, it's like I mean, wouldn't you rather play that on the go? No, I'd rather be here and sit and experience it. It's like it's like playing The Witcher three on a handheld. You're telling me that if I could. Take... Oh no 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 no! That's not what I mean. <laughs> You're telling me if I put The Witcher, I said Witcher three only works in handheld mode, but it's on the Switch. If I could bring The Witcher three with me everywhere I went. You best believe it would go everywhere I went. <laughs> oh, I know. That's why I'm saying this out loud. Yeah, I, I. here's the thing. When I play RPGs now with the Switch, it's so great because, like, it, when I played Xenoblade 2, I was playing it on the train a lot. What I would do is I'd do, like, my, my side quests, my grinding, my inventory management, all that stuff, while I was on the train doing, like, that stuff, which I still find fun, but isn't as requirement of like my time and focus and then i would go home and i'd play the story missions advance the plot do big boss fights and then you know but a game like this i would want to be able to have that 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 back and forth and i wouldn't have that if it was on the switch i i'm i'm spoiled now yeah if no if it was if it was on the switch if it wasn't switch you would have that yeah i'm saying i would have that but it's i don't because it's not on the switch and i'm not I, i i'm spoiled now well i'm yeah but i mean if the game's gonna take a year wouldn't you rather just get it and play it no, I have way too many games to play. Okay, whatever. Listen, I have a stack of things on my my desk now, which now includes Sonic Mania. So, it's Congratulations. Just... Yeah. Um, Digimon Survive is coming to Nintendo Switch. It is a uh, tactical RPG. So, um, if, you, if you're into that, if, if you need a tactical RPG, or if you like those uh, Pocket Monster-esque games, and can't wait for Pokemon 2019, that's coming out. Probably before Pokemon 2019. Yep. You can relive the 90s. In that, I mean, you can play a Digimon game saying, well, this won't be as good as Pokemon, but it'll get yeah, me through the week. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so Mike says that he hasn't played any good Digimon games, but lately I know that they've been putting some pretty good ones out on the PlayStation yeah. and the Xbox. I'm just so surprised so. about this because, like, Digimon was really popular when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I, I watched the television show every Saturday, and I had... It was, like, the one of the four games I had on the PS1 was Digimon Rumble Arena, which was, like, a fighting game. Right. And I, I really liked Digimon, but I'm just very surprised that, like, is it is it seeing a resurgence somewhere? It's like... If it's so, like, where have I been? They're not full $60 games, but they're very good, like, downloadable games that are like, wow, this is actually a lot of fun. Alright, all right. like who's a making these? 3D Brawler, I think, I mean, do not quote me on this, but I think it's Bandai Namco. Okay, I'd, I'd believe it if that was the case. So, um, there's that. And then my last piece of news is, it's like news, but it's not really news, is that, um, Nintendo, once upon a time, had in development a horror game starring Tingle. Yeah, I'm not there even going to comment on that. There are no details on this. Just that it was a horror game about Tingle. My question is, did you play as Tingle and you got scared by other things? Or were you someone else who got scared by Tingle? Because I could very easily believe both options. Listen, Matt. I'm going to tell you this. I want to tell you this one time. Remember how we said we don't know what's going on with Retro? Yes. Remember how there was rumors that were making a Retro was making a horror <laughs> game? You're right. No, you're right. No. You're right. No. Tingle got them. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tingle. Tingle got them. Tingle showed up at Retro Studios and said, Cool Olympa. <laughs> and then everyone at Retro is gone. Oh, you don't understand. He got them. Yes. Um, before we move on to the main discussion, there's one more thing that I want to talk about. And I have one more thing as well. Which is, there was a leak on a direct. <laughs> that was supposedly happening on July 22nd, 2018. 
And this came out of 4chan, which is this cesspool of fake news. It's and an also, interesting place, let's just say that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they get it right. Like, they predicted the whole original January reveal for the Switch. They yes, the they did. They the whole thing. So, I mean, take that as you will. But here's the thing, okay? First of all, July 22nd is a Sunday. Why would there be a Direct on a Sunday? Second of all, I'm going to quickly, very quickly read off the list of things that 4chan is saying were going to happen. All, all coming right? to the Switch, all during this Direct. It was going to be, oh, uh, yeah, in a 30-minute time frame. Funko Pop for Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon will be officially announced to kick it off. Then, a new 2D Mario game where instead of the yellow toad in like the four player mode it's wario instead and that's the way they were going to do it and then after that they were going to re- announce mario maker for the switch with a stylus that came with it uh, and then there's another flag it's like oh okay so two 2d mario games at once then it gets better guys don't worry mario odyssey dlc for delfino plaza Still believable. Shut up, Matt. It's believe. Matt, I mean, you can't just keep going down the list. Anyway, uh, Mario Kart 8 DLC with two new cups, two new battle modes, and six new characters, including Kirby. That I can believe. Mother 3D. (laughs) That's where we should all just. Yeah, that's like that's not happening. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 10, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Fallout 76 ports. And um, what's his name from Bethesda already said Fallout 76 isn't coming to Switch anyway. Yeah. Um, there will be a new expansion pack for Minecraft on the Switch featuring the Legend of Zelda stuff. Uh, Star Fox Racing is announced fully and shown off. There, uh, I still believe that's a real game. I could too. Uh, there will be new trailers for Pokemon, Mega Man, and Fire Emblem. New Kirby content, as in a new update. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Port. And this is the point where I was like, there's no way. Really? Absolutely Kingdom Hearts no 3 way. didn't tip you off? Like, no, it did. Like, that did, and then this one was like, alright. Alright, alright. Alright. Um, Sonic Mania Plus trailer with a conf- confirmation that Metal Sonic will be a new downloadable playable character. Cuphead port, which also wasn't going to happen in any way. And then a Dixie Kong and King K. Rule Smash characters. All in half an hour. All in half an hour. There's no way. No way. That's so ridiculous. Thanks, 4chan, for nothing. Yeah, well, I would believe next week we could possibly get a direct. Uh, it wouldn't be that. I think we're going to get one in August. Yeah. Two other things I want to talk about. One about leaks and one about uh, another game. Uh, I wanted to... There's a great interview with Sakurai that went up today where he threw some massive shade at leakers. Because he was talking about how... I saw that. Yeah, it was really cool. He was talking about Smash Ultimate and its reveal and saying because... He was basically saying, like, I don't want to give... I don't want to take everything we've been working on so hard and then just take it and have someone spoil it for people for their 15 minutes of fame. And it was, like, really, like, really sad. I'm not getting it right, but it was really savage. Yeah, I saw that. And then he was just talking about how, like, people at E3 were freaking out about Smash Ultimate because most people at Nintendo didn't know anything about it. Like, even in Nintendo headquarters, there were a lot of people who had zero idea what was going to happen. And they so they pulled an Emperor Strikes Back. Yeah, that Ultimate trailer was, like, the first time everyone saw it. Read the interview. It's really cool. And the last thing I want to say is I do have confirmation on the American prices for Starlink, Battle for Atlas, extra stuff. <laughs> Ships. Ships with a pilot and two guns, or no, a ship, a pilot, and a gun, all together, $25. Pilot packs will be 
eight uh, will be, I think, five. Oh, I have it in front of me. What am I doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not as salty. Uh, while Mike pulls this up, I'm yeah. not as salty. Yeah, so $25 for uh, it comes with a ship, it comes with a weapon, and it comes with a pilot. Each of them being unique to those things. Right. Um, you can buy weapon packs, which will include one of the weapons from one of the ships, plus a weapon that you can only get in that pack. Those are $10. That's two weapons for $10. And there's a bunch of pilot packs you can buy, and those are $8. And that's I'm, that's the pricing. I'm still salty. I still hate this idea, but it's better than yeah. I thought it was going to be. I, I am a lot more like reasonable being like, okay, I can like learn to love this game and possibly buy more cute figures and not feel bad about it. As where oh, last time I, I was like, feel bad about last it. time I was like, I'm going to feel bad about it because I'm going to buy it. And you're it. still going to do it. Now I'm like, okay, I could buy it. And like, maybe I could buy like one, maybe two things and not feel bad about it. L- listen, if the game's good, I'm going to buy the stuff. I, oh, I'm not happy about it. So it, like they you're did. buying into it. You're telling them that this is a good idea and they should keep doing it. I know. That's I bad, know. Mike. It's bad. They did say there was a lot of customization without doing that, though. So, so don't do it! I'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you about how I feel about it after <sighs> the fact. But that's, I think, all the news we have, right? We have no more news. This is good, because usually it. we have no, no news, news to talk about. Yeah, there was a good, there's good discussion yeah. to be had. So the last thing we're talking about today, this is our main discussion for the week, is we're talking about, on the heels of Captain Toad, a great Wii U game... That has been ported to the Switch with very large acclaim because it was just on a system that, what was the thing you said last time? Wasn't uh, art wasn't appreciated in its time? Yeah, not all artists are appreciated in their time. So there is, there's just, you you know, this game did really well because now it's on the Switch, a console that many, many people have. So me and Matt looked back and we said, okay, let's look at like the main exclusive games that were uh, were on the Wii U that haven't yet been ported to the Switch. Talk about whether or not we imagine there's like it's viable for that thing to come to Switch, and if we are personally interested in that game coming to Switch. So that's kind of what we're going. So we're gonna start off with a big swing, a big swing map. We're talking about Star Fox Zero. Yeah. <laughs> All right, tell me about Star Fox Zero, man. Here's my thing. All right, when I f- I had this game on the Wii U, and when I first played it, I was like, this sucks, <laughs> and then. <laughs> I played through the whole game, and I played through the levels to get high scores, and I was like, I was wrong, I just didn't get it. And the reason people didn't like, in my opinion, the reason people didn't like Star Fox Zero is because they didn't give it the time to understand how the game works, because it has a crazy curve. It has, I mean, like, a crazy, like, learning curve to it, but once you get it, you get it, and it is fun. You have to think about that game the way you don't think about any other game that's ever been made, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it a cool game. And the controls work, all right? It, it works and it's fun for the R-Wing levels. I don't, I don't want to talk about the, the stealth <laughs> levels. <They're, laughs> the chick is not, not awful. <laughs> the stealth levels are trash. They're piles of trash. But that being said, this game shouldn't come to Switch. Because it's, like, it's just not going to do well, the publicity that this game already has. And you need those two screens. Yeah. You know? My, my thing is, I was thinking about this the other day, and it's like, couldn't they quickly make some kind of adapter that goes into the Wii, the, sorry, the Switch port, so your Switch connects to that, and it will transmit some kind of image onto the TV while you hold your Switch? You know, I was thinking about this, too, because when I was looking at this list, I, my, my argument was kind of the same in that, like, 
I'll get to my opinion later, but the idea that, listen, it's not viable for this game to come to Switch because it's, it's play style is unique to the Wii U. But then I said, yeah, like, you know, I was thinking about what you said, but Matt, I'm going to be honest with you. Do you think they're like, hey, so we're porting Star Fox Zero yeah, to Switch and you have to spend 20 extra dollars no, for this weird exactly. peripheral. Like, like I said, not no yeah. way in Hecklehorn. But also, my other thing is that this game is honestly barely worth the price of admission when it was on the Wii U. And they need to they need to make it a full game, you know? Like, there's just not enough levels in the game. They're fun for what's there, but I don't know. And the fact that it's, it is, but it isn't a remake of Star Fox 64, yeah. I want to see some imagination. Yeah, that's what I, kind of what I was going to say with my opinion on the game. You know, I'm sure I've never played, and I know that people have this very split opinion on the control scheme, but I feel like the reason a lot of people said, I'm not going to give this game the time of day is because, yeah, it's it's Star Fox 64. And, like, that's not a bad thing. Star Fox 64 was good, but, like... But I've played this Star is Fox 64 <laughs> seven times. Yeah, it's, like, Star Fox 64, and I have it on the Virtual Console. It came out on a 3DS as a remake, and then this game. And it's, like, you know, as much as I think the story of going to, to Venom to fight Andross... And seeing that James McCloud is still alive is good. I'm kind of over it. Like, and I, I will say the presentation in Star Fox Zero, the way they present the story, is the best way that they've done it so far. Yes. But it's still the same story. But we need to move forward. We can't just keep retreading the same Star Fox storyline. Because, like, even Legend of Zelda, which, guess what? At the end of the game, I'm going to fight Ganon. That's what's going to happen. Not all of them. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah, like, I know that's mean, what's going to happen. But, like, this is, I know the steps. I know where I'm going to fight Star Wolf. Like, right. that's what I say about Starlink, because they said the, the, the Fox McCloud exclusive missions are him chasing after Star Wolf. And I'm like, oh, sweet. We're going to get new Star Wolf content that isn't just the rehash of us beating there, the crap out of them and turning metal. There are scenes in Star Fox Zero. It, there but, are one or two new scenes. But, but it's still... No, no, I'm not yeah. justifying it. I'm just saying there are. Was Star Fox Command the one on the DS? Yes. That one was kind of cool. It, it was, for people who don't know, it was, a, it was a simple version of Star Fox. Basically all range mode all the time. It wasn't like the rail, the rail shooter sections. Right. But it was like this huge branching pathway. And there's like, like 20-something different endings. Um, and it was a game that was designed to be replayed. And, like, that game worked fine. It, mm-hmm. it kind of messed with the canon because, like, there's no real way all these can happen at once. But games like that, listen, it's a short game, but it's replayable, and it could do that, but it's not retreading the same ground. Star Fox exactly. needs to stop doing that. But out of all the games I thought we were talking about, the last one I thought we were talking about for more than five seconds is Star Fox Yeah, Zero. I know, right? So let's I, move it's, on. it's not coming to the Switch. The next one I want to talk about is Paper Mario Color Splash. And I want to I want to start with this one, if that's all right with you. Okay. Okay, so um, I think I made it pretty clear on this podcast that Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door and the original Paper Mario are my favorite Paper Mario games, and I really have a distaste for the other Paper Marios. Even though he hasn't played this one. However, I will say that I know that despite my misgivings about Color Splash, that many people do think it's not, it's not Paper Mario... But it's still better than nothing. And if it was on the Switch, I would probably give it a try. I'd be bummed about the lack of leveling systems and all that stuff, which are things that I just have an issue with this game to begin with. But listen, if this game is pretty good and it came out on Switch, maybe they would say, okay, we need to make another Paper Mario game. But we don't have time. You know what we should do? We should re-release the Thousand Year Doll. Anyway, uh, I do think it's very... uh, I'm sorry. I do think it's likely that this game could come 
uh, to the Switch, but I'm not super confident just because, like I said, the game was good, but not people didn't say, like, this is the new Paper Mario. You need to go out and play it. So its most devoted fans are probably the only ones who would be buying it again for sure. You know what right. I mean? Um. Okay, so I played Color Splash, and honestly, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good game. I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10. It is not... It is not Paper Mario. Do not go into this expecting a Paper Mario game as you know them from the games that Mike likes. It is something different, and it is charming and adorable. And just the way the game is, you will have a smile on your face through the presentation and the way the world is. And the combat isn't awful. It's different. It's, not, it's different, but it's not trash like Sticker Star. Exactly. And it's like the, the card system is interesting in this game and it's it's not bad it's definitely not bad it's just different and it does make you think a little bit yeah i also like the fact that if it was on the switch we only had one screen so we don't we can get rid of some of the the kind of unnecessary things like you know you like fill in the card and then you have to flick it like just have it on the switch click the button press the thing go but i'm filling it does something it does yeah well the the amount you fill it so you have a paint bucket right and you have an amount of paint that you have the more you fill up a card is how powerful that card will be. But you have, like, a limited amount of power that you can dish out, essentially. Okay. So you have to figure out, how much power do I want to use on this enemy, this enemy, this enemy, this enemy? So you, you have to think about it. There is a method. There is a reason for that. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better, but... And different... There's different colors, I think, and different colors have different effects. Okay. It's... it's there is stuff in it. You just have to play the game and find out about it. Yeah. But that being said, shouldn't port this game they should just make a new paper mario game i agree like, with that. Why, why would you port a paper mario game that people were met on when you just make a new one exactly okay the next one matt i think i i want to let you talk about it first it is super mario maker all right love super mario maker love it to death i've spent so much time with so many people playing and creating like hellscapes essentially for mario oh yeah i've played a couple of them and it's just a whole lot of fun. And that being said, again, shouldn't bring Super Mario Maker. Not because people wouldn't buy it. People would definitely buy Super oh, Mario yeah. Maker if they ported it. They can port Super Mario Maker, but they should still make a Super Mario Maker 2. As a matter of fact, just put a whole bunch of additional stuff in there and then slap a 2 on there. That's yep. essentially what they did for Splatoon, right? Yeah. Le- le- I-, I fall in the same camp. I mean, I'm not as big on Super Mario Maker as most people are, but... I didn't own a Wii U, so I never really had the chance to even try playing it a lot. I played a lot of people's levels, and I was like, oh, that's kind of fun, but I never played with the toolkit. I never had people who, even if I wanted to make levels, that would be willing to play them. And I really like the the idea of Mario Maker, but yeah, porting the game just seems like a mistake. This game sold so well, even on the Wii U, that if you were just to make a 2, yeah, like even the Splatoon treatment. Yes. Yeah, just smack a... Listen, here's new content, and here's a different, a different set of things and a couple new features. Bam! Play Super Mario Maker 2. People will buy it. I want Odyssey stuff all up in there. Yeah, although Odyssey isn't 2D, so I don't know. Yeah, but I still think you could put some props in there, some set pieces in oh, there. Oh, set pieces? Yeah, I can I imagine. mean, and, like, you can put, like, you have to get creative with it, sure, but that would just make people go crazy if you could put enemies that first appeared in Mario Odyssey into there like i'm i'm thinking about that that wing dinosaur oh yeah the the flappy boy glide around i'm thinking if you could put those guys in there and they just kind of glide around and they pester you or something though that would be cool to add There's yeah different gameplay mechanics that could transition very well into a 2d environment that they could do 
Um, I would love to see if they were able to allow you to decide whether or not you want to put in the option of Cappy and being able to possess things in a 2D environment. Because I think there could be a lot of fun to be had in a 2D environment with Cappy. Yeah, I, I, I am less optimistic about no, that. No, I mean, yeah, like, but... there's no way it's going to happen. Okay, but I just as think long as you know. Cool. It's okay, as long as you know. Um, yeah, so like I said, basically, like, okay, I, I, I like this game. Shouldn't be ported. What? Mario Maker. Oh, I mean, it's not that it shouldn't be ported. I think it should be ported just with a whole s- slew of new stuff. So a new game. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, essentially a new game, I guess. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Um, moving on, next one, I'm going to talk about this one uh, first, is uh, Super Mario 3D World. So this is a game that, despite me not owning a Wii U... Who's starting with this one? What? Yeah, I want to start with this one. All right. Yeah. Listen, 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 listen. I like this game. Okay? I think that this whole idea of having, like, this this 3D version of, of 2D Mario, like, one, you know, one-trick style levels with four players is really cool, really fun, and it's a game that I'm kind of bummed isn't on the Switch because... I've played the first five worlds of this game, I think, four times. Once by myself, once with my brother, once with my girlfriend at the time, one with a different girlfriend. And I've only played a couple of the really hard worlds, because that game just keeps going. It does. I, oh, um, my God. I, I've, I've played a lot of those levels, but not all of them. And I'd like to just go back and be able to play this game myself and get through all these levels. But then also have people to replay the game with if, you know, people are around. I'm very surprised this game isn't on Switch. I feel like it could easily be ported to it. I don't know why they wouldn't. I feel like if they don't want to make a new 2D Mario game, this should be what they put in instead. But uh, I just... This one just kind of confuses me. Because as much as it's like, it's like, you know, it is the Mario game, with quotes around it, of its system. But it's, it's, it's nowhere like... Mario Odyssey, Mario Galaxy, Mario 64. But that doesn't mean it's a bad game, but those games usually don't get ported to the system above them. So it's it's a question, I guess, more of precedent as opposed to whether I want it. Like, I don't think it will come, but it should. Can I, can I go now? Yes, go ahead. Super Mario 3D World is the greatest Mario game. It is... I have put over 100 hours into this game. Me and two of my best friends sat on my couch and we played it for hours and hours and hours and we went 100 percent of this game and like just like playing a video game in general that is one of my top three like funnest experiences playing a video game with other people just want to point out i am not one of those friends i love you too buddy yep i love sure you. you do i love you so much just stop hitting me <laughs> um what was i saying is that first of all you shouldn't play this game alone because it's nowhere near as fun. But also, I will make the same argument is that you should just make a new one. You know, like, this is a multiplayer console designed for multiplayer more so than the Wii U was. Why can't there be a, a new one? You know, and it's like, if you want to go down this road, I understand most people like the Mario Odyssey-like game more than this kind of game. So I understand why you would rather make games like that, why you would rather make a Mario Odyssey 2 instead of make a new Super Mario 3D World. But I just, like, I kind of, like, like gasp at the fact, or at the thought of a Super Mario 3D World game with Mario Odyssey levels. Like, if you, if you could have a world in Toast Arena. Yeah. And, oh, my God, it's so, 
is so cool to me. Yeah, and I think I think you bring up a, a reasonable point that's saying like, listen, like I think this this series is different than you know the the quote unquote mainline Mario's, the Odysseys, the sixty fours, right. and it's also different from the Super Mario Brothers, like New Super Mario Brothers, the two D games. In my opinion, this is the next evolution of one of the two D games. Yes, because like just the way the levels are, they are. 2D Mario levels reimagined in 3D. Yeah. And it's like you 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 approach it the same way you would a 2D game where it's a very linear path and that's okay. Just but in the 3D landscape. Yeah. In the 3D landscape. I could see them having all three of these series run simultaneously where, you know, Mario Odysseys are are single player big open world collectathon fun style games. You have your 2D Marios that are just 2D Marios and they have multiplayer if you want. But then we have these 3D world subclass of of mario games that are designed like what 3d world made it special having it be played with two three or four people you know so you you can still play mario with four people but like not have it be super hectic because i've played new super mario brothers uh, we is that the one that has multiplayer the 2d ones yeah um that one and super mario you, the one on the Wii and Wii U have multiplayer. Yeah, and they're just they're fun, but like with four people, that's just a mess. It's a mess. But with 3D World, there's like just enough space where it's it's, like, it's still hectic, but it's not yeah, as exactly. hectic. And it's a fun kind of hectic. I'm yeah. like the 2D, like what is going on? Yep. All right, Matt. But the next one, you got this one. It's Nintendo Land. Oh, Nintendo. All right. Here's another one. Okay. The difference between this game and Star Fox Zero is that both of them you would need two screens. Because it is impossible to play some of those games in Nintendo Land. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Nintendo Land was the pack-in for the Wii U, and it had a bunch of different games utilizing the gamepad and showing how that five-player gameplay with one person looking at the Wii U gamepad would look and the other four looking at the TV. Super cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't knock it until you try it, because I was like, really? But there's like three or four Once games again, on there that like, are a lot of fun. How long? We still play those games every now yeah. and then. Like, we still turn on the Wii U just to play Nintendo Land every now and then, because it's, it's so much fun. If you have the right group, it's really good. Exactly. And it's like, I would kill to be able to play those games on my Switch. I would kill for them to make new games like that. But we can't. We can't because the the Wii U is so unique. And the way the world is right now, the world, the way... The industry is. The way the industry is right now, or the way consoles are right now, there is, it's impossible to play Wii U games again. Not oh, like that. Not like that. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. So... For Nintendo Land, I would definitely, like, snap, completely buy one of those extra $20 adapters for the, the dock to be able to emulate something on my, on my TV while I had something on my Switch. I would love that. Absolutely love that. And I would love that I, as a pack-in. I feel like if you right. buy that wire, you get the pack-in Nintendo Land. But still, as a party game, if they made it a little bit bigger... I would definitely consider a port of absolutely of Nintendo Land, and that is a bias. Like that is my personal bias. I don't know how many people would buy a Nintendo Land port. It's better than One Two Switch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it has to be, <laughs> it has to be better than One Two Switch. But I do think that if people are willing to give the chance, a Nintendo Land port with the hoops that you would have to jump through to get it onto the Switch would be worth it. Yeah. As long as they did a good job with making new content for yeah. it. Yeah. My short and quick answer for this one is the game's fun and I would love to see it ported, but there needs to be a different Wii U game that needs the port to make this jump through hoops happen. And if that happens, yes, Nintendo Land should come back. Yep. But unless that's the case, I don't see this happening. Uh, another one. So this one I want to talk about. Uh, Fire Emblem Sharp, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. 
this is a big Shin Megami Tensei style game. You know, it's like the Persona guys with Fire Emblem characters, but still that dating sim life. This is a game that I wish I had a Wii U because it's the one game I cannot play and none of my friends have it and it's a huge RPG and I wouldn't be able to get through it on the Wii U because I wouldn't be able to play it enough. It would take so long to play. I would love this game on Switch. When we talked about our E3 predictions, one of my E3 predictions was Fire Emblem Sharp on the Switch. It's not happening. I will say this. The viability of this game coming to Switch is very low because the team that made it was a huge... From what I've read, it was like a team that kind of like came together very organically and like the people who are working on this now are all kind of split. So the idea of bringing this game back to port it all to the Switch is going to be very, very hard. The only hope I have for this is the fact that Octopath Traveler is doing so well and everyone wants their JRPG on the Switch and this game... Different kind of JRPG, though. Hey, come on. This is a Fire Emblem JRPG with dating sims and has very similar ideas to Persona. Yeah. Like, this is a game that did terribly because that is such a niche audience, but if you take that subsection of Wii U players who also fit that niche audience, it was such a small amount that the game was definitely destined to fail. Bring it back, I'd be so happy, but I am... But real I mean, same thing. It's, it's, it's one of those games bad. that I kind of, like, have to kind of put my hands up in the air and say, this is a game I will probably never play, and that really bums me out. You can watch a playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I don't have much faith that this will come to the Switch. And honestly, it's I don't know. Like, I've had the ability to get the game and play through the game. I just never had the urge. Yeah. What can you do? All right, last game I want to talk about. Um, I haven't actually... I don't know much about this game, so I kind of want to take the lead on this. But Platinum Games is the Wonderful 101. All right, Wonderful 101. Game where you control a whole bunch of heroes at once, and you go around, and you beat things up. It's, a, uh, it's again, it's one of those top-down Diablo-esque kind of things, um, but totally different. The gameplay is totally different. Yeah, but like the style of how you're looking at the screen, right? Uh, for the most part, uh, I think that this is almost a no-brainer for the Switch. Honestly, to put it just shortly, because first of all, it has been teased in the past. I was gonna say, if I had a dollar for every time Platinum Games made a tease about Wonderful 101 coming to Switch, I'd probably have enough to and, buy the game. Yeah, right. And every time it happens. <laughs> People freak out. Like, people oh, yeah. clearly want it. The thing is, is that this is a very weird kind of game where the people who had a Wii U were like, I don't know about this game, then bought it, then went, never mind. This is amazing. This is yeah. so much fun. Like, everybody who played the game really enjoyed it. Honestly, seeing that Platinum Games' name was tied to it was literally all I needed. Because after I played Bayonetta 1 and 2, I was like, okay, these guys know what they're doing. Like, well, you haven't played any of Platinum Games' other games. Yeah, but I'm just saying, listen, if it's a, if it, they're the guys who made Bayonetta, and this game is good enough to get on a Nintendo console, I'm interested. And I, all, what you said is true. It seems like it has a real cult following. The people who like this game love this game. But I don't know really much about it, and I, I couldn't imagine we won't get a release date before the end of this year, or if not in January, saying, hey, this is when Wonderful One's coming out. I mean, like, like, I say it's a no-brainer, but I'm really not, like, I don't know if they would do it, you know? Like, I, like, for up to me, it would be here already. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they're I'll put it that way. They're too busy working on Bayonetta 3. What? They're working on Bayonetta 3. They're busy. Yeah, they're doing that. 
you know, maybe maybe we'll get the wonderful 102. Ooh. <laughs> and they'll have a pre-packaged, downloadable, wonderful 101, because that's what Platinum it, yeah, does. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that... I feel like that's actually somehow more likely than Wonderful 101 getting ported. That, that is, I I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Yeah. So um, that's it, right? Yeah, that's Those like that's, that's basically the whole list. The only things we left off that I didn't put on here were um, the Mario and Sonic at Olympic Games because they are technically oh, yeah, but that's not happening. Um, and Mario Party 10, which we don't believe actually. We're, we're getting a new Mario Party. So why does that? Yeah, cross that one out of there. Yeah, it's we not a new Mario Party. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's our that's our discussion. Um. So, uh, Matt, before we close out, you want to give us a fun fact? Oh, yes. All right. Fun fact. Um, did I use uh, the seltzer can thing last week? Yes, you did. Dang it. I'll go first. Um, just a quick news update. Uh, Starbucks is teaming up with McDonald's to make more sustainable cups. And I think that's really cool. That is really cool. There's a lot of Straws cups. Straws are, like, not a thing anymore. Yeah, like, not Right now they are, but they're slowly... They're slowly fading yeah, out. So they're going to do. Thing. They're going to do like biodegradable cups. That's really cool. Right. Oh, I I do know actually what my fun fact is. Go um, ahead. Don't kill all the fish in the ocean, because then you will have to wage a war for the sushi. Oh yes. The world. Yeah. When when you kill all the fish, then magical little Pokemon will show up in caves and create sushi for you. Yeah. So um, don't don't do it. That's not a good thing. That's like the that's like the the bad end game that's like you chose all the bad options in a video game and you got the worst ending yeah it's an so ending but it's not the one you don't, want don't do that yep uh but anyway that's our show um our intro is made by rick's record check him out on soundcloud he's really cool uh, matt if people want to tell us how wrong we were about which games should come to the switch from the wii u where can they tell us such things uh pink gold peeps is that at pink gold peeps at pink gold peeps on twitter that's that pretty cool one word one word. Cool. What, what about if I want to send a, a, something longer than 260 characters? Oh, well, we have pinkoldpeeps at gmail.com. Sounds good. Please, please send us your hate mail. Yeah. Listen. I will read it all. I may not respond to it all, but I will read it all. And I will respect your opinion. Yeah. You're going to come on next week and that's going to be like, my, my name is Matt. <laughs> and I'm Mike and Someone I didn't read the fan mail. me for, for saying. F-Zero was a good... Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Star Fox Zero. <laughs> Excuse You're me. You're the worst. <laughs> no, that was that was an honest slip. That was our shout, everybody. I wasn't trying to hurt Have you. Have a great night, everyone. Ciao.